Greetings, Council Members. You are gathered here today to discuss several pieces of SCP material. Please, for the recording, state your aliases. Hi, I'm Jake. I'm Sergio. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Sergio. And who are you, third council member, who we are not as commonly familiar with? I'm Nikki. Thank you, Nikki. <laughs> What's that for? It was the uh, Darth Vader. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and I am Matt. Welcome back to the O5 Council recordings of So You Think You Can F. Are we ready to discuss the person what are known we as Nikki on the internet, as well as perhaps some work done by her that we may have already read and maybe read again? Yeah, she. Uh, you you wrote so something, true. didn't you? I did. I I might have, I might have written a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Could you might remind have, the class what the number was? Six six three six. How'd you? Uh, did you just randomly pick that number? Did that number sound great? Were you just scrolling through and was like, "Yep, that that that's that's a number." Okay. Honestly, we posted it live on the Discovering SCP podcast episode, and I was kind of having a panic attack while I was scrolling. And I'm like, "Yeah, that one looks great." And I, I just You're like, "Number, it. number." Yeah, yes. like, yeah, yeah, this one's fine. <laughs> Plus, I I kind of figured I can remember it somewhat easily if it's you know, it mm-hmm. it sounds easier. So let's talk about the experience. How was writing it? A nightmare. I mean, it was a lot of fun, but oh my God, it was a lot. It was a lot. I mean, I, it's, I, I didn't exactly go through the, the regular process like most people when you're trying to write an SCP article. So for me, it was very stressful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, you know, most of the time you don't have a time crunch deadline and you usually don't post it <laughs> while you're talking to other people on a podcast. Oh. You may have put some undue stress for your first time. I did, but I, I'm glad we did it that way because honestly, I don't know when I would have ever gotten it done otherwise. So it, it was kind of mm-hmm. nice in that way. How'd you get the idea? Um, I, I actually had several ideas before I landed on the one I did. <laughs> uh, as someone who hasn't read every SCP, I don't think I've read one about film, uh, haunted Yeah, film someone like who that. can't read. I like <laughs> the pictures. That's why they're there, you know. Just for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. If only more SCP authors could could tailor them specifically for me not being able to read. <laughs> well, I believe there is one that's literally just pictures. It's a uh, fuck. I can't remember the number. 
It's done in bra- uh, bra- not Braille though for the number. It's Morse code. Morse code, which is like Braille because it's got dots, but it's also got lines. Yes. Is it just a bunch of big dots for the number? Yeah, it's it's just a series of dots. I think it was like two five two one or something. I can't remember. Anyways, I can't remember, but question, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> the question I was going to ask you, or not ask you, the point I was going to say was the problem with writing in general is you can have so many great ideas and have so many wonderful, wonderful themes and beautiful things that you're going to put into it, but when it comes to putting into paper, it fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Sergio, I think you forced yourself to write like 10 pages over the summer one time, didn't you? Like per day. Yeah, per day. I wasn't allowed to do anything else until they were finished. I remember that as well. I mean, he made the pages. Yeah. Were they just like, um, like the the part in The Shining where you just wrote the same thing over and over by the end of it? Yeah. <laughs> just crazy. Well, because I I get I get really into like my personal projects, so I don't I don't mind it. Fair. Yeah, I think there was only one occasion where he just basically blocked out part of a page and said, we need to edit this later, and then went on to do other parts of it. <laughs> Sergio's a writing machine, though. Sergio can write like crazy. The, 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 the key to not get burnt out is, uh, at least at least my method, is to write out of order. Um, if, I'm, if I'm writing a chapter and I, I, I feel like I'm, like, writer's blocking, like, running out of ideas, I just go write another chapter ahead. My brain has things planned in advance. So like, I'll just go ahead to like the next chapter and just start like, you know, going ahead and then just going back. Like sometimes I write, I like to write the, sorry. Sometimes I like to write the end first to just like get that where I want the, the end of it to be and then go back. Yeah, that's mm. I. That's solid advice. I I never do stuff in order. <laughs> I'll have like a like a vague kind of guideline or like ideas, and then I just fill them out. And then if I get tired of one, I just move on. That's fair. Uh, speaking of having things in your head, how long has the idea for this SCP been like just clonking around in that noggin of yours? Oh, I don't know. A long time, probably. <laughs> Months, years, decades, Decades? yeah, I'm I'm old, you guys. I'm ancient. So it's probably been a while. (laughs) I'm pretty sure every single guest we've ever had on this podcast has been at least six years older than us, I want to say. I can't think of anyone who's been closer to our age. Although we've done a lot of collaborations with that. You are literally definitionally. We actually def- are Zoomers, by definition. Right? You are a Zoomer. <clears throat> I no, no, I I refuse. the The ones younger than me are the Zoomers. You youngins. Yep. Little babies. Although <laughs> 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 no, no, I'm just kidding. I, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was surprised that you didn't use yourself in this SCP. I was definitely expecting for Dr. Cerise to be the one writing these testing logs. No, I, it was actually a placeholder. And then I was like, okay, I better switch it or else people will be like, wow, you're so full of yourself. 
So Alex. I figured I, I would switch it. <laughs> We're going to invent uh, Dr. John Fannin for our first SCP. Perfect. <laughs> Professor Chudley. <laughs> Dr. Gregory. <laughs> Dr. Gregory sounds like an actual name. That'd work pretty good. Yeah, I work with someone named Dr. Gregory. <laughs> so it is. <laughs> this is also funny because Gregory... The reason you're calling us babies made me laugh a lot is because I saw my uh, my 62-year-old professor on Zoom get called, How's my baby doing? By his like, <laughs> 25-year-old mother. <laughs> so funny. That's funny. That's great. Uh, anyways. That's fine. That's how what? I feel online sometimes. <laughs> what are your favorite parts that you that you found for this SCP? My, okay. I My favorite parts are actually, like, doesn't even really have to do with the actual writing, which mm-hmm. probably sounds bad, I don't know, but my mm-hmm. my favorite thing is making things look good and at least have them be, like, somewhat interactive. So, like, yeah. I don't know, just having the, like, test logs and little things and having audio and stuff, that to me is so fun. <clears throat> and awesome. getting to do that was crazy. Can I ask how you made the image at the bottom of the page, like on test log five, like the, the weird, like the dog creature one. coming through the photo? The weird one? Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so my PC died. So I only have like oh. my work computer. And so like I can't use anything on it um, other than like web-based stuff. So I actually just edited that in like Canva. Mm, I just damn. like smashed together photos I have and just edited the shit out of it. <laughs> but I mean, so I, you... I've, been, I've been doing that stuff for years. So for me, it's fun. <laughs> did you take all nice. the pictures or did you find them or how'd you? No, you I found them. them? They're, oh, okay. they're all um, like free use, um, free use, whatever stuff that we're allowed to use. Cause you know, <laughs> royalty free. Yeah. We here at the yeah, SCP Foundation the love uh, copyright-free imagery. <laughs> yes, especially now. <laughs> yep. No, no, I I love stealing images of of Japanese artworks and using them for my own personal gain. Yeah, on on record, we love crime. <laughs> we're crime podcasts. <laughs> especially, yeah, we're the, we're the so you think you can go to prison. The only podcast that actively steals artwork. The law. So you think you can crime? I was just going to say, as a as, as a broad question, are you proud of this fan, of this uh, of this SCP? Are you happy with how it turned out? Uh, I mean, I I think I have the the usual thing of like to me, it's not mm, it's not perfect, but I mean, nobody's first article is. And especially uh-huh. with the the deadlines I had, but for me, I'm I'm super proud of it. I'm I'm mm-hmm. happy with how it came out. Well, that's good. Because like most people, you know, you just like write your first article and that's it. You just kind of put it on there. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, we're gonna go too far and make the whole thing have to be aesthetically pleasing and switch everything and like relearn coding and <laughs> make our own audio. So I I kind of went. Um, all in on my first one, which is mm-hmm. good because I, I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, if it's not 
somewhat spooky and it's not it doesn't look like I wanted to then I'm like that's I, I don't feel good about that so I'm yeah, glad I with how it turned out I'm gonna force Matt to do all the coding if we ever create an SCP article which we <laughs> uh, have have an account now so I guess we are one Ooh. step closer I mean that's that's I've, oddly a step people somehow like get wrong a lot of the time <laughs> Mm-hmm. But you, you guys are good. That's that's a good step. Yeah, Matt's been my coding jockey before, so I'm sure I'm sure he's fine with it. Right, Matt? Oh God, you just gave me flashbacks to the Borderlands tabletop we tried to make. <laughs> oh my God, a Borderlands tabletop. Yeah, yes. we worked on it for yes, like two I months, t- and then my and then my brain shut off for like two years, and I haven't worked <laughs> on it since. the the main feature was going to be a completely computer procedural generator for guns it would literally just make you a gun anytime that you got loot it worked it worked i was proud of it actually worked for the simple stuff that we had yeah that's crazy i'm impressed just hearing that yeah, and then I think the real kicker was we tried to make four playable classes, each mm-hmm. with their own tree of three individual paths, and that was a bad idea. It would work uh, if we if we put more effort into it, it which it we haven't in like four if, years, and now there's an official you know, Borderlands tabletop game, so it doesn't matter anyways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you could still make your own and make it cool. That's true. We could. I mean, you might get smacked with copyright. (laughs) I'm ready. I'll fist fight Randy Pitchford for the copyright. Oh, yeah. Go for it. He's punched people before. We have it on record. (laughs) No, I was going to ask, who is is the voice in the audio clips? Is that you? Uh, Okay. So the, the first one is actually a friend of mine um he he's an author uh named gd falkson uh-huh. and i mean i i obviously i call him jeff because that's his name but <laughs> most people just know him by gd falkson and uh-huh. then the um the one at the end the really weird one yeah that one's mine and then i just edited the hell out of it cool nice i love editing audio my favorite thing about editing like audio as someone who doesn't edit the audio for this podcast, uh, it's just like <laughs> just making really dumb things sound really fucked up. So when you like reverse the audio and like pitch it back to normal, it's just me saying like reciting a meme. <laughs> but you, you edit it good enough that it's like, oh, this is unsettling. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's fun. It's it that's that's pretty much like my jam. <laughs> it's just editing stuff. I'm I'm glad Jake got his background audio f- situation fixed out because editing this podcast audio was just Jake ASMR the whole the, for the whole thing. Just what do you going mean? Through I've and never, removing never every... once in my life ever had background audio ever in a million years, and the <laughs> fact that you're accusing me of not living in a void is offensive. I, I've seen your waveforms. I know I know what the clicks and the bangs, the chip That's openings so and the dog sound like. Ominous. That's so ominous. I've seen your wavelengths. I've seen <laughs> Last thing you hear before you die. So it whispers in your whispered in your ear in the middle of the night. 
your waveforms are showing. <laughs> I see your waveforms. <laughs> nice oh, try, liberal. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Wake up in the morning, Ben Shapiro's in your room, and he goes, I see your wavelengths, liberal. That's more terrifying yeah. than anything I've read. Hypothetically, <laughs> your, 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 your peaks are quite high. Let's say, hypothetically, I don't have Audacity on my computer, and hypothetically, your wavelengths are peaking way too much. What am I supposed to do about your audio if I cannot edit it? But speaking of waveforms, let's read an SCP. That doesn't have anything to do with audio. That was just my jank ass transition. No, it was Beautiful. so smooth. It was so it was smooth. Does anyone have, anyone have one picked out? Because I have a couple actually of of I options that I want to read. Uh, I have none this time, so go for it. <laughs> okay, uh, this is one I was telling you about, Matt. That I couldn't find it because I was lazy and at work, and I couldn't like I was too busy like making sure people weren't dying. Yes. Uh, but it, I, I told you it, it's very similar to something that we would write in humor. Okay. It is SCP-4494. I will post the link in the Zencaster chat so everyone can open it. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I opened it in the first line. <laughs> what? what? What is that funny, Sergio? Would you care to state it for the audience? <laughs> what have I it done? It says in the description. You know what? So whoever's reading it first, you can read the first line of the description uh, and inform us what the hell this thing is. Yeah, Jacob wants to. I'll read it. I'll read. I'll read. I'll read it because there's some dialogue going on later that I think everyone else can take. But I specifically want Matt to be the SCP. Okay, All that right. is my Sounds request. Good. That is my only. Do you have request a specific Matt, voice you want me to do? You will. You will know which voice oh, I want you to do when you when you read it. So. <laughs> The following file is affected by class one info hazard. The normal presentation of this document has been altered through anomalous means. This is considered normal and is not cause for alarm. Item number SCP-4494. Anomaly class. Archon. Special containment procedures. Direct witnesses to SCP-4494 related activity are to be am- amnesticized. I got the word right. I'm so proud nice. of myself. As necessary. I'm no actions are to be taken. Against SCP-4494 by Foundation personnel at this time. Description, SCP-4494 is the physical embodiment of the concept of fighting crime. (laughs) (laughs) Do you understand? That's fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. So I think you you now know a little bit more of what voice I want you to do, Matt. Oh, boy. Just based on that concept alone. Possibly. SCP-4494 physically manifests at night during law enforcement actions in which the rel- the relevant criminal element has an advantage in order to render aid. It appears as a humanoid male of indeterminate age wearing a wide-brimmed hat and a long coat and calls itself the Spectre. Once it has successfully aided the relevant party, it will demanifest, though it has been known to hold brief conversations with people present beforehand. Footnote. 
The context of these conversations has typically been noted as jarring or surprising. SCP-4494 also possesses a number of minor physical anomalies. It absorbs a significant portion of light across the visible spectrum, causing it to appear almost entirely black, and it's able to alter the length of its cloak at will, an ability it seemingly only uses for dramatic flourish. Additionally, it possesses minor info-hazardous properties. When referred to in text, the reference will also always appear in a stylistic and dramatic font. And speakers in invariably use a dramatic whisper when referring to SCP-4494 verbally. This this reminds me of Matt because that's what Matt does anytime he writes anything. <laughs> <laughs> if, he, if you emphasize anything, you you change the font to make it more emphasized. That's and true. you know I it to, to be that. true because you put <laughs> you put Vader what the fuck in size forty eight font every time you write it. <laughs> Should SCP-4494 be prevented from successfully aiding the group that triggered its manifestation, the entire concept of attempting to prevent illegal activity begins to break down. This occurs in an ever-expanding area around SCP-4494, the size of which increases at a rate of approximately 100 kilometers per hour. People within this area no longer conceptualize the belief that crime is something which should be stopped, leading to the immediate cessation of all civilian, local, and governmental law enforcement activity by affected people. (laughs) To date, the only method of reversing this effect is to allow SCP-4494 to successfully aid law enforcement in preventing a crime in progress. Thus, it should be believed that it is believed that should the effect of impeding SCP-4494 become global, it would become irreversible. It should be noted that while SCP-4494 appears to consider the Foundation a law enforcement organization, law enforcement is not the mandate of the Foundation, as such Foundation personnel in the field are rarely significantly impacted by this event, or by this effect. SCP-4494 Failure Timeline The following table contains observed results of SCP-4494 failure within a single city. Two minutes since failure. Law enforcement activity ceased. Five minutes since failure. Local, yeah, I can't talk. Local police forces all functionally disbanded, unable to comprehend the nature of their job. I need a drink before I continue to read. Okay. Ah, ten minutes since failure. Violent incidents and traffic accidents skyrocket as the local populace no longer possess any conception or consequence for illegal activity. Thirty minutes since failure. Criminal elements become exceedingly active. No one in the city can conceive of the idea that they should be stopped. An hour and 20 minutes since failure. Full-scale looting begins and two hours since failure. Local media begins musing on the events and unable to conceptualize what has changed that has led to the current situation. SCP-4494 failure has not been allowed to continue beyond this point to date. Addendum. The following is a transcript of a typical SCP-4494 encounter by Foundation personnel. To date, seven such encounters have occurred outside of the initial attempts at containment. Event transcript. Notes. MTF Sigma-12, Mary's Little Lambs, was engaged in a raid on a facility uh, believed to be manufacturing and distributing an anomalous narcotic known as Warp. They were pinned down when the occupants pinned down when the occupants of the facility unexpectedly began using anomalous weaponry the team consists of five members transcript begins who who would like to be whom holtz i will be holtz okay sergio will be holtz shit varus is down take cover 
A white beam of a beam of white energy silently dematerializes a section of the crate Holtz is hiding behind. I will be hmm. Samper. Where the fuck did they get those things? We're meant to be dealing with low-level drug runners here. Uh, who cares? Just take them out. Allard peeks around the vehicle being used for cover and fires a number of shots. Audio recorders pick up a cry of pain suggesting a hit. Two white beams of energy strike the area, dematerializing Allard and the vehicle. Matt, B. Cranston. Oh, down! We need to fight! A white beam of energy hits Cranston, dematerializing her. A thick fog begins to coalesce on the ground and begins quickly filling the facility. Uh, fuck, fuck, Samper, we need to retreat. We're three down and they've deployed some kind of gas. What? Criminals! Evil doers! Is that the Samper's helmet. <laughs> yes. Samper's <laughs> helmet camera catches a flash of movement and something appears to drop from the ceiling rafters to the ground with a thud. Denizens of the night, your time has come for now, you face. The sound of impacts followed by muffled cries of pain can be heard in the distance. The specter! What the fuck is that? Take it out! Take it! What the hell is this now? Who's this Spectre got? got wait, wait, what the fuck? Shit, we got a secondary anomaly on the scene. Sergio, you have to whisper his name. Spectre! Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> wait, I think I've been briefed on this thing. It's... Fear not! Agents of justice! Aid is at hand! The fog ra- rapidly dissipates. A black figure can be seen in the distance, engaging three hostiles in hand-to-hand combat. Whatever. It seems like it's on our side. Let's just get the job done. A brief firefight ensues. The surviving members of MTF Sigma-12, able able to successfully use the distraction caused by SCP-4494 to re-engage the hostiles. Repeated sounds of impacts followed by cries of pain, along with a number of gunshots from mundane firearms detected from the direction of SCP-4494, after approximately 40 seconds, all hostiles are neutralized. Justice is served. The streets will no longer be plagued by these devils and their foul poisons. Hey, uh, Orna needed a call. Samper grabs Holtz by the arm and curtly shakes his head. Thank you. We, uh, we couldn't have done this without you. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, don't worry about it. Someone's got to help deal with these guys. Know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. A brief silence. So, when you aren't here, you know, doing your thing, what do you do? Oh. <clears throat> hey, you know. Watch TV. Imagine the internet. I uh, play some video games sometimes. V- video games? <laughs> aren't you, like, the embodiment of justice or something? Yeah. As the embodiment of justice. Let me tell you, that new Spider Man game is so fucking good! <laughs> you ever played it? <laughs> no. We don't really have much time for video games. <laughs> well, that's a shame. Justice loves video games, you hear? I see. Well, uh, thanks for your help, I guess. SCP 4494. Coughs. 
Why not? Wherever darkness crawls, wherever injustice seeks to prevail, those who serve good will always have an ally in the Spectre. SCP-4494 spins its coat billowingly, billowing dramatically and obscuring the cameras of both Holtz and Samper. When the visual returns, SCP-4494 is gone. Transcript ends. I love this. This is so good. good. This is so wholesome. It reminds me of something that Matt would write, which is why I wanted to read it because it's it's just the 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 part where they just talk about video games and everyone's just awkward is so funny. (laughs) It it, it gives me big moon champion energy. (laughs) It's like, so what do you do in your free time? Oh, I don't know. Play four games. This straight up reminds me of like. Oh my god. There there's a part in Fallout 4 where you're like d- doing shit as like a fucking comic book hero and it's oh, the like silver shroud, the silver right? shroud. It gives yeah. me the same vibe of just like old old like hero stuff but it's hilarious. <laughs> mm-hmm. I oh, upvoted I it while we were reading. Nice. I should get an account just so I can upvote this. Yes, everybody needs We have an account. Sergio, upvote this right now. I'm not logged into it on my main computer. I guess I can do that right now. Yeah, you would. More dudes. Yeah, you would. More upvotes. I have upvoted it. Give it Reddit karma. That's all we have. <laughs> it ain't much. <laughs> now, since Jake did one and we like to take turns on this podcast, uh, I have one that I've been dying to read. Um, <laughs> I would like everybody to uh, th- th- thank you for for, for the coof. Um, Sixty eleven, <laughs> flat Earth. Oh, oh I know you've been excited for this one, Sergio. Would you like to take narration? Yes, I would. <clears throat> Item number, 6011. Uh, level 2 restricted. Containment class, safe. Disruption class, dark. Risk class, notice. Uh, special cool. containment procedures. Provisional site 44 is to accompany 6011. Human development within a 10-kilometer radius of 6011 is to be prevented under the guise of the area being protected by the Libyan government for conservation purposes. 6011 is to be stored in a hermetically sealed chamber. External stimuli are to be kept to a minimum. An adjustable monitoring system is to be deployed perpendicular to 6011 as per the aforementioned criteria. Interactions with 6011, its mass and or instances of 6011-1 must be approved by the acting head researcher of Provisional Site 44. SCP-6011 is a circular area located in the central Sahara Desert with a radius of roughly 500 meters suspended 5 centimeters in the air. The area is situated 156 meters below the ground within limestone karst in which it was originally discovered. As the transport of the objects was neither possible nor practical, original Site 44 was erected following the unearthing. 6011 has no thickness and behaves like a two-dimensional plane among with a three-dimensional object's pass through with no resistance. However, when attempting movement along its axis, the matter present within 6011 will react abiding by the baseline laws of thermodynamics. Balance balance shell electron pair repulsion and molecular orbital theories are applicable and result in the molecules as well as the orbitals being represented on the XY axis alone. 
Both the inorganic and organic material found within 6011 exhibit properties similar to their three-dimensional counterpart existing in all states of matter accounted for in the baseline reality. Compa compounds that require three-dimensional configuration to perform their functions can exhibit them within 6011 through unknown means. The designation of 6011-1 collectively refers to the organisms inhabiting 6011. The smallest unit of the aforementioned organisms is cell-like in nature. Instance 6011-1 can be divided into three basic branches of life. Term explicitus archaea, similar to archaea. Explicitus bacteria, similar to bacteria. Explicitus eukaryota, similar to eukaryotes. The variation between this different and singular, different single and multicellular cellular instances of 6011-1 garners them being <clears throat> placed into their individual species, reproducing sexually and asexually. All species of 6011-1 are based on a genetic code similar to DNA, exhibiting both genetic heredity and mutation. Proteins assisting in the coiling of the genetic material are present and affect gene expression, although their two-dimensional nature prevents the formation of chromosomal-like structure instead results in the genetic material being stored in the form of two branched fermats spirals. Endo this is the most microbiologist SCP I've ever heard in my life. Oh yeah, I'm loving this. This is great. Yeah, I know you're loving this. I, kn I knew you would be. You can tell because I know how to pronounce all the words. <clears throat> and Endo and exocytosis is achieved through the opening of U-shaped proteins forming in the cell membrane. A protein synthesized in preparation for cytosis is used to break the intermolecular forces between the membrane, allowing the material to pass. This process is highly regulated as osmotic lysis occurs when both sides of the U-shaped proteins are open. Among the fauna of 6011, absorption of food is most commonly accomplished through mouth-like structures, and most species perform aerobic and aerobic re respiration. Since the anus is not present, as the two-dimensional configuration does not allow for a gastrointestinal tract, the waste product is regurgitated through the mouth following the digestion in the stomach. Fauna of SCP-6011 develop an immune system and physical adaptations capable of combating the majority of bacteria and feces through natural selection. Photosynthesis is performed by numerous species of flora due to the sunlight being fairly scarce and directional since all plants blocked by any amount of opaque mass will find themselves etiolated. The majority of flora is capable of forming rapid phototropism as directional gravity is not present. The roots of plants grow towards sources of metal, usually the iron-rich soil, using a form of advanced magnetic magnetotropism. Light-sensitive eye-like structures are located on some specimens of 6011-1 are capable of perceiving the environment around 6011 as a one-dimensional line. The perspective is determined by the distance between light bouncing off of the perceived objects and the sensory organ. Objects within close proximity appear brighter than those further away due to the scattering of light. Using this method, shapes can be distinguished. This is done in similar vein to three-dimensional entities perceiving depth through the use of two-dimensional images. Matt, do you mind taking over uh, reading since my throat's getting a little dry? The Planohominin is a sapient, multicellular species of SCP-6011-1. Members of Planohominin possess features similar to that of a human-side profile with a distinguishable head housing a brain, a nose, and a singular eye. The integumentary system, muscular system, lymphatic system, respiratory, digestive, nervous, endocrine, cardiovascular, urinary, and reproductive system are also present. As their eye is stationary and facing to their left, instances of plana hominum must orient their entire body to achieve 360-degree vision. Possessing three types of cone cells, the vision of plana hominum is similar to that of the human visible spectrum. 
locomotion is performed through an arrangement of motile, cilia-like structures moved by the hydrostatic pressure from blood circulation. Though primarily used for locomotion, grasping can be achieved. Sol Beta is a miniature, rotationally locked star possessing features equivalent to a red dwarf's. It measures 4 meters in diameter, creating a dead zone with a 50 meter radius outside of which its solar radiation is not detrimental to the climate and life of SCP-6011. The average temperature in areas located 250 meters away from Sol Beta is only 18 degrees Celsius, considered to be tropical by both the local fauna and flora. The geological landscape of the SCP is varied and subject to infrequent change due to the lack of seismic activity. A large accumulation of solid water covers the circumference of the plain, with the average temperature within the immediate proximity measuring negative 40 degrees Celsius due to its distance from Sol Beta. Smaller bodies of liquid water, maintaining structure through its cohesive nature, are scattered throughout. The meteorological conditions of the SCP consist of infrequent rainfalls caused by the accumulation of water vapor with occasional snow. There is no distinction between seasons. Cooled by the frozen circumference, the clouds move clockwise throughout the day, causing rainfall once the water condenses. Both the time and the direction system of Planahominum is based on this meteorological system, with the distinctions of cardinal directions done by the periods of rainfall. North is designated by the direction of the rainfall at 12 o'clock, east by the direction of rainfall at 9 o'clock, etc. Hmm, who wants to do the little thing here by Dr. Mickles? I can be Dr. Mickles. Also, I, I just want to interrupt and yes, say you up? sound like you sound like the um like narrator voice from Mass Effect when you go through the <laughs> <laughs> like descriptions <laughs> and stuff. It's Definitely. great. I love it. Nice. Good job, Matt. <laughs> Thanks. Good job, Mass Effect narrator. <laughs> Looking at SCP-6011 is curious. It can give <laughs> one a feeling of power. Being able to survey the entire world with a mere glance, every rock, formation, building, and even the inhabitants can be viewed with ease if looking at an oversimplified diagram. As if looking at an unsimplified diagram. When I look at an instance of SCP-6011-1. Hold on, I have to sneeze. I do not see a regular, singular entity. I see all their organs working in unity. I see their digestive system moving. Their eyelids appearing from the space behind their eyes in which they are tucked and their hearts beating rhythmically. If I were to zoom in closely, I am certain I could see the individual neural synapses firing in their exposed brains. We had prior interactions with entities that claimed to originate from higher geometrical dimensions, yet our mind was never really capable of understanding them. Where we stand, we have the capability to imagine the lives of those in the two-dimensional space. Sadly, the same cannot be said for our understanding of the fourth-dimensional reality. It is often said that the human brain is like a computer. So just like a computer can never completely emulate a machine more advanced than itself, so do we lack the ability 
to understand higher dimensions. Dr. Michels. I was going to say, this. I thought that was where this was going. It's a really interesting thought to think about. When you're at a higher level of dimension than something else, if you take a far enough step back, you'll just see everything. Everything about an object in a lower dimension can always be viewed in full detail and entire scale if you're just standing in the right spot, which is really fucked up to think about because the same is true of a fourth dimensional entity looking at our Earth. They could just see everything all at once, all of it, totally open for them to look at whenever they wanted. Very, very good bit of writing there. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I... I think that like like what what I really like about this is it like it, it's it's literally flat Earth. Everything on this miniature Earth Earthoid planetoid um, is completely flat, and that that's brilliant. Yep. I I do think a lot of this the science stuff is going to turn certain people off to like. Um, I love the world building, but it does get like very very like jargony, and I feel like that would turn some people away from it this was definitely written by a bio student yes 100 <laughs> percent. sergio ghost wrote this all right <laughs> addendum one who's taking it matt again or is sergio are you taking addendum one i can, I take, can take addendum one. Oh, go ahead all right <clears throat> the department of xeno anthropological studies fas est ab hoste doceri I butchered that, but Kai isn't here to correct me. <clears throat> he knows Latin. Social structure. Instances of planahominum live in a feudal-like society, with the role of parents passed to the offspring. There is a clear social hierarchy, with people d- divided into estates. Those estates, indicated by the coloring of the body applied below the skin at birth, strictly follow their social structure. One cannot move up and down their respected estate. Any deviation from said hierarchy could result in an individual getting placed in a mental asylum, the role of which has not been yet replaced by a proper psychiatric hospital. It must be noted that the social classes mentioned below are broad classifications. Red, Archduke, the monarch of 6011. Orange, administrative positions. Yellow, priests, scribes, record keepers. Green, similar to middle class citizens of 18th century Europe, teachers, physicians, lawyers, etc. Blue, merchants, tradesmen, and skilled workers. Purple, manual laborers. Color and its cultural importance. Much cultural emphasis is placed on color. Colors with higher wavelengths represent value and are commonly used to distinguish the central characters in art. This application of color is primarily used as a way to easily distinguish between the social estates as differentiating between individuals. From facial features alone is a great task and acquired skill termed facial recognition. Servants. As many everyday tasks cannot be performed by a single individual due to bodily bodily limitations, it is considered proper and even essential for higher class citizens to own less than no two servants. Whether paid or enslaved, the servants must come from an estate below the green one. Requiring an assistance of a friend or family member to perform tasks requiring two is considered a sign of poverty. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) That's so funny. Fucked. This I, I so imagine, much like, about like, like, three-dimensional society. The, the, there's, there's like these two rich dudes, and he's like, "Hey, bro, do you mind passing me the rope?" He's like, "What am I, poor servant?" <laughs> servant. 
This is old uh, source filmmaker animation by this guy watching YouTube. And it makes me think of that. It's just like, it's two like oil barons, like, like smoking cigars and burning money. And they're like, this could go to the poor people. Oh, and that's what that makes me think of. Just like, like, mm, sir, could you pass me the whiskey? And he's like, no, I'm not one of those poor people. Servant. <laughs> But chug the wine and then pour it into my glass. Servant, I'm too tired. Drink my wine for me and tell me how it tastes. Alright. Technology. The technological level of development within 611 is considerably low in many aspects. Germ theory is yet to be developed, and the belief in spontaneous generation is just beginning to be publicly scrutinized. As two-dimensional nature does not allow for the formation of an axle, and the gravitational force not moving the matter in any particular direction, wheels are applicable neither for transport nor gearing. Voice scribes. While physical writing on a surface is possible, it is not practical, as such leagues of voice scribes are trained among the yellow caste. Their sole purpose is remembering and regurgitating a large amount of information. It is usually a role of a singular voice scribe to recall an entire tome, transcription of a speech, or a particular law. Entertainment. <clears throat> Due to their inability to accompany more than one row of viewers, visual theaters are seen as a form of luxury. More popular are voice theaters, where more emphasis is placed on the sound and of both the artificially created ambiance as well as the dialogue. Entertainment in the form of social games, prominent amongst all social classes. The most popular competitive board game is titled Regicide. Played on a one-dimensional board, Regicide shares many characteristics with chess, involving a central piece, the capture of which results in the end of the game, titled The Archduke, and different movesets for individual pieces. While two-dimensional Regicide is possible with the use of some transparent playing boards, the movement of the pieces is considered troublesome, the sport as a whole a novelty. Addendum 2. Interaction number 6011-0906-1914. Test Group A. Designation Alpha. Preferred name Iotis. Sex Male. Estate Green. Professor of Physics. There are many other interactable subjects for this test, shown in a table. And I believe it goes um, Beta, then Gamma. Epsilon, Zeta, is that N, mu, and mu, and then Theta. Uh, it's a professor sure. of physics, a spouse of subject Alpha, employed as a lawyer. Uh, then the oldest son, the only child who is of legal age. He is unemployed. The youngest son, the oldest daughter, the youngest daughter, and a servant of subject Alpha. An educated member of the Green Estate named Iotis was chosen as Subject Alpha for an interview regarding the nature of the SCP, as the subject spent the majority of their time within the city, N0.55S, negative 0.34, Rilalo, an attempt at the initial interaction made within Subject Alpha's household at 1130 SCP-1 time. Begin log. Let's see. Oh, okay, so she's telling us what they're all doing. <clears throat> Somebody figure out who wants to be Subject Alpha in their mind while I read this. Subject Alpha's in his machine engaged in a solo game of regicide. The wife, Subject Beta, is in the bedroom, repeating sentences regarding a legal case to itself, possibly a form of rudimentary voice scribe training. Subject Gamma is sleeping, as well as all the rest of the children, save for the... The only person awake, aside from the parents, is Subject Theta, in the kitchen, cleaning dishes. 
A short, high-pitched noise was played in a speaker suspended 5 centimeters above Subject Alpha. This was done to test its hearing capabilities. Pardon? 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 Sergio or Nikki, would you like to be Dr. McCallus? Oh, I was Dr. McCallus last time. Maybe I shouldn't be Subject Alpha. Nikki, do you want to be Subject Alpha? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Head north. We'll commune further there. Distressed, Subject Alpha rapidly turns around the room. Oh, God, hang on, I scrolled. (laughs) Illegal. I know, I know. (laughs) I'm ruining everything. Excuse me, sir. Or madam. Could you please state your direction? I am incapable of facing you. That is not necessary. Please, head north. (laughs) I do say, it is necessary. It is only proper for visual contact to occur during a conversation. But then again, your voice is hard to distinguish. Just a moment. Your name is Iotis, correct? Uh, That is right. But sir, or madam, I simply must know where you are. Subject Alpha is making its way around the room, feeling the walls. Iotis, please stop moving. I believe that a call to the police is in order. How have you entered my private quarters? Goodness me, goodness me. A thief, a thief, a thief. Your daughters and sons are disturbed by the noise you're making. Do you realize that? Subject Alpha slides the door leading into its chamber open, inspecting the hallway before retreating inside. Where are you? How do you know about my children? Goodness me. Goodness me. A thief. A stalker. A thief and a stalker. Subject Alpha continues inspecting its chamber. Subject Beta enters the chamber with Subject Alpha. Sergio, do you want to be, do you want to be Subject Beta? Sir, Sir Iotis, why are you screaming? Sir Iotis. Ah, oh my, who that? Madam Fimnar, horrible news, a thief. <laughs> Quickly, inform the police while I take the children somewhere safe. Go, Madam Fimnar, go. Oh, gosh, Subject golly gee, a thief. Somebody I'm going to go get the police. Oh, no, Madam Fimnar, go! <laughs> Subject Beta exits the chamber of Subject Alpha in haste. Listen to me, Iotis. I am not a thief. I am not a stalker. I am... I am a messenger. That's right. A messenger. Please, if you could just cooperate, I can assure you that your family will be safe. Anything. I'll do anything. Yes, very good. Now please stop shouting and move back to where you were. Subject Alpha moves towards the south end of its chamber. Please do not use the... Oh my god. Please do not use the... Hoi polloi language in my household. Just say Southside like a proper gentleman or lady that you are. That being said, your voice is difficult to distinguish. Oh, pardon. I am a sir, a doctor. You're an educated man yourself, correct? (laughs) (laughs) Educated. Yes, I am a professor, sir. Is this what this is all about? Do you wish for me to use my talents free of charge? Iotis, we want nothing from you ex- except your time. Very well, very well. I'm here. I'm listening. Could you please at least show yourself? Just a moment, Iotis. 
really fucked up thought. I'll take a minute. A mechanical piston is lowered into the surface of SCP-6011 before being retracted. Pardon? Pardon, pardon? That was one of our devices. Did you see it? Yes, yes I did. Metallic it was, and round, but it disappeared. As I mentioned before, we require your cooperation. I'll be as clear as I can in explaining what just occurred, and you will listen. Understood, sir? Yes, sir, yes, sir. Two members of law enforcement from the Blue Estate approach the house accompanied by Subject Beta. Subject Beta answers the front door. Iotis, we will continue our conversation. Tomorrow, head north side of your house. Just past the large lake, just past the white rock. We'll talk again. Right now, I can see two policemen approaching your house. No wonder, you were loud. What? How? Angel? Angel? Where are you, Angel? In closing, Subject Alpha was fined for a noise disturbance. While I understand the initial concerns of breaking our absolute veil over SCP-6011, an interaction needed to take place sooner or later. Subject Alpha, Iotis, made no attempts at recalling the events. It appears like Subject Alpha mistook our interaction as a sort of divine intervention. While incidental, this oversight could be exploited in further interaction. Dr. McAllis. So the reason I started laughing is because whenever I think of a piston in relation to SCP in any capacity, because of Nick, I immediately think of the femur breaker. And Nick is <laughs> such a fucking meme. Oh my god, yes. I think he found like a 10 minute compilation of nothing but femur breaker memes. Oh, that's yeah, just seared in my mind now. Holy shit, that's funny. I love the I love the femur breaker. <laughs> Everyone loves the femur breaker. I think the my favorite one is when somebody's fighting the giant thunder monkey from Monster Hunter. If you know what I'm talking about, Nikki, and I do. It just, it just plays the femur breaker scream when it does its grapple animation. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Anyways, uh, on to addendum number three. Am I reading this one? I'm fine with reading it. Um, I can take it. Addendum number three. Seminar regarding 6011 of Site-19. Fo- forward. Following the events of Addendum-2, Subject Alpha performed several other interactions with the research team of 6011. As further data was collected, both the testimony of Subject Alpha and empirical observations, Dr. Michaelis found appropriate to put together a seminar accompanied by a Q&A section regarding 6011. I want you to imagine a place in space. A point, the center of a circle, a singular point in space, and then another. Now imagine a line connecting the two points. Now, our space has a length. It has dimensions. It has direction. To give our space an area, we need to draw a line perpendicular to our first line. To give it volume, another line must be drawn perpendicular to the other two. This is what many of us call the baseline reality among us. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> 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 
So I don't know why I was like reading that and I was just like, if I just randomly say Among Us, it'll be really fucking funny. You just spoiled my fucking runs of sandwich, Sergio. I hope you're proud of yourself. Fucking choked I on am. It. What even one of the aforementioned perpendicular lines is removed, an object will no longer have volume. Could such an object have mass? In our baseline reality, the obvious answer is no. Mass has density, and density calls for volume. However, ladies and gentlemen, despite most of you being junior researchers, you have all interacted with that which does not make sense by the mainstream science. How does an object become anomalous? We don't know. And if we did, it wouldn't be anomalous anymore. One such object was discovered by the the colonial forces of Italy in 1912. Of course, it seemed like an extended form of the cave system to them. The public shall know it as such. Inside the cave system, we found... SCP-6011. If you could please look at the screen, I would like to introduce you to our informant. Now he doesn't look like much. The little guy is only about five centimeters in length, like Jacob's penis. But what you are seeing is a sleeping creature originating from SCP-6011. He told us a little about his world, and while asking us to return the favor, uh, we were hesitant. It was believed that we were an angelic entity of some sort. And can you really blame him? Imagine someone suddenly appearing within your house. Imagine someone describing the direct shape of your insides while informing you what your informing you what your relative across the country is doing. Would you not cry out, Angel, Angel, where are you, Angel? I see you laughing. Yet there is nothing comedic about our tested period with Subject Alpha. It did involve some distasteful tactics that I, as a xenoanthropologist, apologist and not proud of but it needed to be done we could no longer observe we needed an expert and iotis was the closest thing this world had to a doctor while most of our data of the xenoanthropological kind was kindly provided by him we filled in the blanks with some of our own observations and corrected for any biases today i want to talk about what was not included in the main 6011 files things that were not deemed valuable enough in other information of curiosity something to make you think and perhaps consider an assignment to provisional site 44, or at least giving my most recently published book, The Life in Plain, a read. It was actually co-authored by our very own Iotis. As you all read the file, there's no reason for me to repeat myself. I will move straight into the Q&A section. Please tell me what you want to know. Peanut Gallery. How do you, how do you publish a book as an SCP researcher? Like, just the, the, I feel like publishing the book would make mm-hmm. it like, like reachable to the public. Isn't that the point? Like the opposite of the point? I, I I'm assuming it's like internal use only. Yeah, I I would assume it's just like kept within the other files, mm-hmm. or it, kept it, within it, this file. It, it goes next to the SCP erotica in the SCP library. Mm-hmm. There's some guy who was <clears> like, <throat> I stuck my dick in the cake, and then it made another cake, and then I got yelled at for not eating it. It made another dick. <laughs> 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 oh no <sighs> can you say something in the language spoken by the sapien instances of 16 yes oh, yes I can it's not good for my throat I reckon it's a very coarse language yet oddly soft let's say that I placed my finger within SCP-6011 and moved it towards a rock formation would my finger be slashed in half doing, due to the SCP-6011 being infinitely thin Firstly, 6011 is not infinitely thin, as it has no thickness. Your finger would be fine, as the two-dimensional projection of your atoms would simply interact with a rock as expected, abiding by our understood laws of thermodynamics. For future reference, do not place any appendages, including your cock, within SCP-6011. Boy, yes, sir. 
Any apparent reason for the sapient instances of 1611-1 to look human? Truth is, do they even look human? They look like the imposter. Or is it natural for our brain to make connections between vaguely humanoid shaped objects <laughs> as we want to feel a sense of familiarity with them? Philosophy aside, no. Not that we know of. How do we know that SCP-6011 is actually a two-dimensional space? We ran tests involving beta emitters. The received value stands in line with what we expected from an environment with a high concentration of gases rather than anything solid. We have also created a form of vacuum within 6011, and with the results once again agreeing with us. So yes, if 6011 had width, we would have detected it by now. Can mass be removed out of SCP-6011? I'm glad somebody asked that, since this will save me some time with future testing requests. To answer your question, yes, hypothetically speaking, mass can be forced out of 6011. However, we don't want that to happen. You have to understand that particles within 6011 have a two-dimensional configuration. They would either rearrange themselves to fit into a three-dimensional configuration or split apart in the baseline reality. The worst thing that would occur would be the removed mass undergoing instantaneous nuclear fission that will release zero joules of energy. Besides, it is standard protocol to avoid removing mass from a closed system. Opposite on the previous question. Can mass be moved into SCP-6011? Yes, but actually no. It's complicated. You can place a cross-section of mass, but not the actual mass itself would remain in baseline reality. If we wish, we could place a piece of carbon for the instances of planet hominem to ignite using a flame, while the cross-section would inevitably burn, leaving us with two pieces of carbon sliced neatly at the intersection. The mass of carbon would remain the same. Rinse and repeat, infinite mass, infinite energy. As I mentioned before, changing the enthalpy of a system is never advised. Matt, handle the last addendum. Uh, would Nikki like to? No. <laughs> I'm sorry, my my throat's been really bad today, so no, no it's it's fine. Oh, I just don't want you to feel left out. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm good. I'm enjoying the voices. You guys are great. Awesome. All right. <clears throat> Thank you. <sighs> On 01-12-1916, there was a malfunction in the motoring system that caused the breakdown of the camera rails and dislocation of several metallic compartments into the surface of SCP-6011. While the object sustained no damage, the phasing of the components was witnessed by several citizens of City N.55 South negative .34 Relalo above, which the monitoring system was momentarily suspended. While it was initially suspected that a state of panic would result from the sudden entry and exit of mass in such a public place, the rapid return to the status quo resulted in the research team deploying anti-cognitohazard screening in order to locate the source of the apparent disregard following the initial event. Images from the anti-cognitohazard screening were analyzed, discovering that a sizable building, obscured by a form of visual cognitohazard, was located at north negative 0.99 south negative 0.2, an area previously marked as a wasteland. The building, shaped like a regular octagon with a side length of 100 centimeters, resembled a standard holding facility. Following the deployment of an auditory anti-cognitohazard screening, the research team managed to record a voice scribe reciting the information regarding incident 6011-01-12-1916. The creation of the obscured building, Cognitohazard deployed following the incident, and the subsequent capture of Subject Alpha can all be attributed to a veiled organization acting within the SCP, designating themselves as Doctors of the Church. The group, 
comprised mostly of members of the Yellow and Orange Estate with a small task force of green, blue, and purple field agents, holds similar mission statements to the SCP Foundation from the baseline reality. This encompasses their attempts to uphold the veil of secrecy between that which they consider anomalous, three-dimensional mass entering the SCP world, and the general population, as well as their will to understand the nature of such phenomena through the application of science and theology. It was further discovered that the SCP would have become dislodged from the baseline reality following the initial textile interaction, were it not for the doctors of the church and their deployment of reality anchors. A two-dimensional cognitohazard made for protection from interdimensional threats. Extra-dimensional threats. The two-dimensional reality anchors. Truly, I am speechless. Doctors of the church, referred to as the little foundation in jest among us. The research team are an interesting group of interest. When I look at them, I see, well, us. A little crumb of limestone falling from the ceiling of the car store a bug somehow making its way onto the surface of SCP-6011, phasing in and out of existence, must have terrified them. And so they found a way to conceal all that was illogical from the general public. As did we, Dr. McAllis. I love that. That's great. That's neat. Yeah, that one's crazy. It's very sciencey. I could tell that. I could tell that Sergio was enjoying it because Sergio loves the science. Mm-hmm. Oh, I already uploaded it. Okay. Update. <laughs> I already updated it. <laughs> you can't upvote multiple times, Nikki. That's cheating. That's I know. Cheating. Alright, I have one more short one for us to, to wrap up Boing. the episode, if we are if we are okay with that. I'm fine. All in favor for, for one sure. more short one? Absolutely. Let's go. Let's go. This one is 6987. 69, 69, 69. We already read that one. <laughs> what? We, 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 we read in one of our previous episodes 6969. Oh, I thought you meant this one. And I was like, you <laughs> no, no, we haven't read this no, one. Six, but sixty-nine, you... sixty-nine was the sex SCP, right? Yeah, yeah, it's the one where ejaculation is a fucking thing. It was the. And then at the end, the girl doesn't die because she didn't come. All right, am I doing? Oh, I also. I I just wanna. I just wanna. Yes. I just wanna pipe in. Oh. I, I love that you guys are reading like newer SCPs because so so many podcasts just focus on like the the first series so it's it's super nice we're like reading ones I haven't read yet honestly in, in my personal opinion some of the new ones are way more interesting than the first series oh, they're great like the first series oh, I, are, like, I agree with you. I agree like, sometimes I agree. like you go to like series one and it's like. Here's a scary thing in a box. Like this. <laughs> uh-huh. Like it's the generic ones. Like it's like, mm-hmm. oh, wow. Like the sculpture. <laughs> 173. Like everyone knows 173. Yep. But like yeah, I... 173 isn't 
I don't want to say not like, interesting because it is interesting. It's just not like as my. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's literally just. I mean, it was the first one, so like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it's definitely yeah. just. It is what it is. It's like oh, it's a weeping angel statue. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You ever you ever watch? Ta- There's an SCP called Tar Baby, and I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've said it on the sh- the show before that I think that SCP the the one thousand series is ca- kind of I guess it's the pre one thousand series. That's how I think of it in my head. It's it's sus. It's like, look, it's the zombie virus. Oh, what is it? It's the zombie. Oh, okay, you know, it's just hey, look, like it's oh, look. Was there, it's like it's like the, the grand the grandfathers of modern SCP. Like they're Absolutely. they're basic, but like. The reason that they're basic is because SCP has expanded so much. Here's that... how I view it. I think the best ones from the very first series, I think, are perfect horror classics. Many of the ones from the very first horror series are super simple, and they're really fun to read. The problem is they're also painfully basic, and if they're not a really well-written one, and they're really simple, they suck Beyond that, I, I will say, I think a lot of people in the really later series, especially the last like four we've read or last three we've read, they always have different formatting for the text and stuff. And that, that, that does take away some of the immersion for what little that counts for, that it's actually a combined documentation resource for the entire foundation. Because like you go to the first series, yeah, it's, it's kind of boring formatting, but it also make sense that it's boring i don't know yeah i do think mm-hmm. though the scps released today tend to be of significantly higher average quality yeah i mean i feel like at this point too you kind of feel like you have to be because everything else has been done <laughs> so you're uh-huh. kind yeah. of like okay <laughs> also, you have to just perpetually for- evolve or else you'll like just be stuck yeah. No, everyone, like, if you released one of, I think it's safe to say, if you released one of the pre-1000 SCPs as a 6000 SCP, people would just be like, uh, it was, it was okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Also, just for, like, general, like, like, content for the podcast, could we try not to, like, read, like, the super popular stuff, because it's been done, like, over and over again? The- these ones are just more interesting for, like, content purposes, like, hey, guys, we're gonna read SCP-173, the thing that everybody's no. already heard about. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally appreciate that you guys read these ones. Mm-hmm. Well, there's some yeah, no, cool ones. There's some Oh, there's some crazy ones. Um, like, I, I also appreciate the ones that, uh, like, people who have written older articles and then they kind of do, like, sequels in newer ones. It's fantastic. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Like, we read, um, when, we, when we read 5150, like, 5150 was cool because, like, dentistry and, like, it's a, it's a cool play on, like, the fear of the dentist. And there's no way that we would have ever found that if we were just like, we're going to read SCP-1007. I don't know what SCP-1007 <laughs> is, so maybe it's cool. Mr. Life and Mr. Death. Um, yeah, it looks like an SCP 
article from the 1000 series. Anyways. <laughs> All right. So am I reading 6987? Do you want to read SCP-6987? I was going to take it. Do you want to you pass it back and forth? Maybe. I'm I'll, read read the, the memo. I'll read the memo on the top, and then we can pass it back and forth a little bit. Every like big block, we can we can uh, we can switch back and forth, and then we can kiss. He gave me he gave me the go ahead. We're in we we're in boys. Let's go. Joint internal memo SCP six nine eight seven to the O five Council. We have completed this year's revisions of SCP six nine eighty seven documentation for clearance levels one through four pending your review please make any necessary changes we're trying something a little different this year for level one documentation hopefully this should emphasize to the new recruits that insurance coverages from gold baker is significantly different than what they're used to ezekiel yang phd department of financial esoterica 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 sheldon catch esquire legal department secure contain protect Notice from the Records and Informational Information Security Administration. By accepting employment with the Foundation, you are acknowledging that you have read and are aware of the following information in its entirety and affirm that you are will adhere to the containment procedures. Containment class safe. Secondary class, Radix. Disruption class is dark with a risk class of notice. All at the lowest levels and completely secure and contained. This is SCP-6987, Level 1, Unrestricted. All terms and conditions present within the SCP must be upheld by Foundation personnel. If the Foundation is found to be in violation of a term outlined within SCP-6987, compliance must be restored before the end of the next Gregorian calendar month or else suffer a penalty as defined in SCP-6987-0 through SCP-6987-redacted by legal department. As a Radix class anomaly, the SCP has been incorporated into the Foundation's command structure. If you believe you are aware of a violation of SCP-6987, please report said violation through Human Resources, your site's Foundation Legal Department Liaison, or SkipNet's anonymous reporting function. Whistleblowers will be protected under the Foundation's Stand Up and Speak Up policy. Note, as footnote 1, Following the guidance of Dr. Y. Liner, the Radix class is currently being adopted for anomalies incorporated into the Foundation's command structure but not related to Judaism, replacing Yassad. Violations of SCP-6987 not only expose the Foundation to significant financial, legal, and reputational risks, but also threaten the continued existence of humanity itself. Description SCP-6987 is the portfolio of insurance contracts between the SCP Foundation, the Foundation, or the insured, and Goldbaker Reigns Insurance Group LTD, Goldbaker Reigns, or the provider. Several of these contracts have anomalous enforcement clauses or benefit payments. As an employee of the SCP Foundation, you are entitled to insurance coverage through Goldbaker Reigns. You may choose to exempt yourself from any or all of this coverage and seek private insurance plans if you so choose. However, note that coverage offered by Goldbaker Reigns provides timely global availability in a range of experimental medical procedures. By accepting employment with the Foundation, you are acknowledging that you are re- you have read and are aware of the following information to your clearance level in its entirety. 
Welcome to the Foundation! Hello and welcome! We're so glad you decided to join us here at the SCP Foundation. At the SCP Foundation, our trusted insurance provider of choice is Goldbaker Rhines. They're the most influential and most reliable insurer behind the veil, yet almost completely unknown in the Monday world. They have proven themselves trustworthy time and again in our sustained relationship dating back over 200 years. Goldbaker Rhines is uniquely equipped to help with the sorts of challenges the Foundation faces every day. As a full voting member of the GOC's Council of 108. They're very familiar with the Anomalous, but they are contractually bound to remain nonpartisan in intergroup contracts. Goldbaker Rhines is proud to service the SCP Foundation, nearly all GOC affiliates, the Horizon Initiative, and many more. They are the only insurer with a proven record when it comes to anomalous, esoteric, and extremely rare, world-changing black swan events. They got a most likely anomalous model for forecasting the probability and impact of these kinds of events, which of course is proprietary. Rest assured though, our best and our brightest have poured over every contract we've had with them and every payout in every year, and we can trust them to adhere to our contracts to the letter. And of course, Goldbaker Rides will help you in your mundane insurance needs as well. We are so happy you decided to join our Foundation family, and we hope your career is a long and fruitful one. Ezekiel Yang, PhD, Department of Financial Esoterica, Sheldon Katz, Esquire, Legal Department, Secure, Contain, Protect. Note, delete this message before publication. We borrowed a lot of this verbiage from a GR marketing doc. We can tone it down if we need to, but as stated earlier, this is a sales document for new joiners. We all know they can be a little leery when it comes to working with obviously anomalous entities. A history of Goldbaker Rains, circa 2600 BCE, references to Nebu Wosir, Gold Osiris, a figure purportedly responsible for ameliorating effects of famine should the Nile fail to flood or flood over overly aggressively in recovered Egyptian Old Kingdom texts? Matt, would you like to take this one? Oh, I thought you were going to take all this. No, we trade back and forth, just okay. like good little boys. 500 BC to 380. <coughs> References to Soter Aurarius, gold saver, appear in Roman literature. Figure is said to have aided in the rebuilding of Rome after the Great Fire. Holy shit, Rome had an insurance policy. Circa 600 <laughs> AD. First references to the balancer of Londinium. Depictions vary from a benevolent trickster god to a very lucky gambler to an investor in several ventures viewed as foolhardy by the masses, but ultimately profitable. I'm going to take both of these. 1200s to the 1700s. Gold Baker, later LTD, enters early contracts with Foundation precursors, including the American Secure Containment Initiative and Her Majesty's Foundation for the Secure Containment of the Paranormal. It is believed the Gold Baker is an assumed name, chosen for nomenclative camouflage. 1300s to the late 1800s, Gold Baker LTD proves instrumental in providing relief and recovery in the aftermath of the 4th, 5th, and 6th Occult Wars. 1690s. Goldbaker is among the first insurers to become established at Lloyd's of London. They, singular, are instrumental in the early prominence of the organization and serve on the committee, the committee of the Society of Lloyd's for decades. 1871. Goldbaker, 
publicly rejects the Lloyds Act, declaring their intent to continue acting as an independent insurer. They move primarily to providing services behind the veil, rebranding as Goldbaker LTD. Their involvement with Lloyds of London is scrubbed from the historical record by HMF SCP. Late 1800s, the modern foundation forms. Goldbaker LTD declines a full merger, citing conflicts of interest and independence concerns. Contracts held by precursor organizations are renegotiated into comprehensive coverage agreement, designated SCP-6987, due to inherited anomalous enforcement clauses. 1945. In the aftermath of the Seventh Occult War, Goldbaker LTD again proves instrumental in funding rebuilding efforts. It is a founding member of the Council of 108 of the newly formed Global Occult Coalition. The Foundation considers cancelling SCP-6987, but both parties come to a mutual agreement and amend their contracts to include a neutrality clause in any future Foundation GOC conflicts. 1974, Werner Reins founds Reins Group, which quickly rises in the anomalous financial industry. The foundation informs government regulators and begins its own investigations. 1981, Goldbaker LTD and Reins Group merge to form Goldbaker Reins Insurance Group LTD. Foundation investigations of Reins Group are folded into the Goldbaker Foundation Audit Task Force. Your benefits and responsibilities with regards to Goldbaker Rhines. The following information is relevant to you, henceforth also referred to as covered person, as both a member of the foundation as a benefactor, and a benefactor to of Goldbaker Rhines' insurance policies. For brevity, these clauses are those you are unlikely to have seen with previous employers, unless that employers were likewise serviced by Goldbaker Rhines. SCP-6987-0 is a master is the master services agreement to Describing the scope of services provided to the insured. SCP-6987-0 governs terms for extending coverage provided by Goldbaker Rhines, modifying terms of existing contracts and other legal and business necessities. The legal department and Department of Financial Esoteria have dis- determined that the following co- clauses of SCP-6987-0 are mission critical at your clearance level. All other subterms, sub-items of 6987 are specific coverage policies. They've, the following overview covers the insurance policies available at your level with major deviations from insur- insurance policies you have most likely to have already seen. A comprehensive overview of all available coverage can be assessed through the SkipNet resource portal. All right, Matt, how are we, how are we breaking this up? Hmm. I think I'll just do both benefits and legalities here, and then you'll do the next one. Oh, okay. Benefits. SCP-697-1-3, Healthcare, Dental, and Vision. Goldbaker Ryan offers comprehensive healthcare plans for all covered persons, regardless of nationality. Covered plans explicitly include standard medical care, mission-critical procedures, cosmetic procedures, mental health care, hormone replacement therapy, reproductive health care. SCP-6987-4, Pet Insurance. You may elect to use SCP-6987-4 as your primary healthcare plan should your primary consciousness be housed within a non-humanoid animal over the course of your employment with the Foundation. This policy may be extended to magical familiars, if applicable. 6987-5-9, Vehicular. This policy includes personal aircraft, watercraft, and magical steeds not classified as familiars. 6987-16, Life. 
coverage only applies to duplicated individuals if said individuals have contributed at least one payment to the plan. Individuals cannot be beneficiaries of their own life insurance policies. Goldbaker Rhines reserves the right to audit all life insurance claims for fraud. Yeah, I'll bet um, Dr. Bright abuses the fuck out of that one if he can. That was the first thing I thought of. <laughs> Legalities. SCP-697-0, Clause 3, Intellectual Property. The provider and the insured are forbidden from attempting to investigate, steal, pilfer, copy, or plagiarize any intellectual property or regular property. Non-exhaustive examples include containment procedures, mimetic content, risk models, confidential anomalous inventories, and cash reserves. A more comprehensive list is provided in Clause 3.1-2. 6987-0.8 Duplication of Covered Persons If in the course of your work you find yourself with a duplicate with no distinguishing factors between duplicate and original, both of you shall be covered under all applicable policies. Coverage details may vary for differing kinds of duplication. Example, temporal, biological, digital, etc. 6987-0.13 Coverage in alternate dimensions or timelines Like the Foundation, Goldbaker Rhines exists across multiple timelines. So long as an iteration of Goldbaker Rhines exists, your policies will be honored. What a fucking badass insurance policy that is. Doesn't matter. Dude, this insurance is great. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're what, yeah. <laughs> 2 billion BC, so long as they're around, they'll give you your life insurance. This, dude, this is this is better than my insurance, and I work at a hospital. Yeah, damn. <laughs> 6987. You should uh, bring this up. <laughs> How to physical protection. Goldbaker Rhines cannot guarantee protection against pataphysical events. Ouch. Note, clauses 616 and 617 of SCP-6987-0. As a member of the SCP Foundation with limited decision-making abilities, your coverage is unlikely to be affected by penalties outlined in Clause 617. However, it is important that you understand how SCP-6987 differs from in mundane insurance contracts. Goldbaker Reigns and the Foundation understand that while both entities provide an indispensable service to the other, due diligence is a matter of practical business considerations. As such, both entities employ anomalous means of ensuring compliance with the contractual terms or, in cases in which such enforcement is not possible, suitable penalties. Class, clause, class, clause 616, Enforcement. The acceptable methods by which the contractual terms of any subcontracts of SCP-6987 can be enforced by either the Foundation or Goldbaker Ryans include memetic geese, geas. I don't know what word this is, Matt. Please help me. Mimetic Gs. Gs? Gs. I don't know. I've never actually seen that word. It's not Gaius somehow, is it? Gash. Uh, Gash. Yeah, Gash. Gash. In Irish folklore. (laughs) Thanks, Ireland, for a shitty word. Mimetic Gash. Thaumaturgical Gash. Blood Pact, Pain Curse, Serendipitous Probability Manipulation, Automatic Bank Transfer. Clause 617. Acceptable penalties to contractual breaches. Penalties levied are appropriate to the scale of contractual breach. Unless your employment with the foundation is in a legal uh, finance or audit role, you do not need to understand the entirety of acceptable penalties at this clearance level. If you are found complicit in a willful violation of SCP-6987, your employment will be terminated and you may be subject to prosecution. 
We hope this primer has gotten you used to the fascinating abnormal world behind the veil. It's not so different back here. Would we like to go on to the next level of documentation? Uh, I would love I to. Know. We've been recording for a while. Do we want to? Oh, I would like to. It's up to Nikki. Nikki, what would you like to do? As the guest. Um, hang on, I'm, I'm clicking through. There's a lot of them. <laughs> I think there's like four. Yeah. That's a lot. Well, they're, they're not oh. too bad. I think the only like really long one is the the next one. Yeah, the the so the third and the fourth one are way shorter. <laughs> hmm. All right, sure. Let's see here. All right, <clears throat> joint internal memo SCP six nine eight seven to the O five Council. You know the drill. By the time someone reaches this clearance level, they don't need fancy colors anymore. The policies provided will be tailored for the new promotee. We chose a demonstrative sample. Ezekiel Yang, Sheldon Katz, secure, contain, and protect. All right. So now we're up to... Oh, it's level three. I thought we thought we would go to level two. No. Level two for okay. pussies. Okay. <laughs> uh, we are now at Euclid. We're not safe anymore. <clears throat> Level 3 researchers investigate anomalous phenomena that may be without precedent. If you believe that your work exposes you or your team to risks not adequately covered by a contract with SCP-6987, contact the legal department to determine whether coverage may be extended. Report all possible or suspected violations of SCP-6987-0 on the part of Goldbaker Rhines to the Goldbaker Rhines Foundation Audit Task Force. A message from Legal and Finance. First, a wholehearted congratulations on your promotion or assignment to Level 3. You now bear a greater range of responsibilities. You may be responsible for humanoid SCP objects. You may have your own lab. Whatever the reason, you must now understand that the nature of the Foundation's relationship with Goldbaker Rhines in greater detail. Goldbaker Rhines is the best insurer with an unreasonably accurate forecasting model for natural disasters, terrorist attacks, and other traditionally unpredictable events. It is the only insur insurer that charges fair rates for these events with the, li the liquidity to pay out. Marshall, Carter, and Dark have proven in the past that they prefer to line their own pockets and our in-house solutions are significantly limited in scope. That, that links off to uh, 4951, which I uh, will read some other time, I guess, uh, if we want to. Our audits of their operations... Uh, our audits of their operations only cover matters pertaining to our policies, and even then we don't get to look at the guts of their mathematical models. So we don't know and how their models work so well, how they predict calamities. We don't know where their money's coming from, how they always charge fair prices for disasters, though always just slightly in their favor. We don't know how they provide their more esoteric services. We don't have their past performance as proof of their benevolence, though they have always honored their contracts. You see the problem. You may think that you can make up, make a name for yourself by getting Gold Baker Ryan's formally classified with an SCP designation of its own instead of merely classifying our contracts with them as SCP-6987. Don't. People have tried. They no longer work here. Our relationship with Gold Baker Ryan's is more valuable than your continued employment. Keeping track of every contract we have with them is a full-time job for thousands of people, but they have always paid. Ezekiel Yang, PhD, Department of Financial Esoterica, Sheldon Katz, Esquire, Legal Department, Secure, Contain, Protect. Further declassifications from Master Agreement 6987-0. <clears throat> 
Clause 108, Arbitration, Terms of Engagement, Conflicts of Interest, also known as the Neutrality Clause of 1946. As a voting member of the Council of 108, Goldbaker Rhines bears a significant conflict of interest in Foundation GOC clashes. In the event that a clash between two parties serviced by Goldbaker Rhines causes a significant material damage to both parties, Clause 108 indicate, dictates that Goldbaker Rhines reserves the right to withhold recompense until such a time that a neutral third party can be found to determine the appropriate damages. A neutral third party, when speaking of the SCP Foundation and Goldbaker Rhines, must not have any undisclosed associations with any SCP front corporations or contained corporate anomalies, members of the Council of 108, the United Nations, or Asgard? (laughs) (laughs) In this manner, Goldbaker Ryan seeks to minimize conflicts between its clients. Fucking Thor? Dude, Thor is two in the SCP Foundation. Class 617. Acceptable penalties for contractual b- breaches. Illustrative penalties for breaching SCP-6987 are outlined in the non-exhaustive list below. These penalties increase with severity with the magnitude of the breach. Penalties for contractual, Asian- contractual violation by Goldbaker Rhines. Increased compensation beyond typical insurance payouts. Multiple years worth of discounted policy coverage. Voluntary resignation from the Council of 108. Formal containment. Penalties. For contractual violation by the foundation. Increased insurance premiums. This will affect foundation-wide compensation. Surrender of SCP items is collateral. Forcible recruitment of senior leadership and formal designation as a threat entity by the GOC. It is currently not diplomatically viable to classify any members of the Council of 108 as SCPs. Hmm. Additional policies available at your clearance level. All payments are made monetarily and charged monthly, unless otherwise stated. 6987-E1-E3 Anomalous Humanoid Medical Insurance E1-E3 covers routine medical procedures for humanoid anomalies. All medical procedures upon humanoid SCP subjects, including for health, experimentation, or containment, will be covered. Goldbaker Rhines does not cover life insurance for contained humanoid SCP objects unless said objects are classified as full employees of the Foundation. I, uh, I'm going to have a question after I read this next part. 6987E16, essential (laughs) personnel. In the case of loss of specialized or otherwise valuable personnel, the Foundation will be compensated for the loss of expertise. The Foundation has received payouts under this policy associated with persons believed to have never existed. Goldbaker Rhines has stated that their records show that these policies must be honored, but due to the lack of existence of persons covered by these policies, they can provide no further information. So if you get erased from existence, you still get your insurance payout. Yeah. I, I believe I believe the director of RISA, Maria Jones, would get this payment. Probably uh, d- researcher Talaran, although I think he's more dead rather than erased from existence. I, uh... Did... <clears throat> did they cover the crabs? Probably. What is, uh, I mean, I would assume... I'm assuming there's a crab variation. Well, well, it's it's oh, under the anomalous man. humanoid medical insurance, as long as they're full of foundation employees. No, um, no, no. Yeah, point, they would. Like, do you think they just completely? No, they wouldn't have fixed the crab problem because they're still alive. They. 
Yeah, they would have just continued to insure them. And they probably would have also been crabs in that universe. (laughs) Annual floating payments. For the following contracts, representatives of Goldbaker Reigns and the Foundation will meet on a date determined by Clause 109 of SCP-69870 to negotiate fair prices for full coverage. Both parties possess capabilities for forecasting future events. A multidisciplinary team of Foundation negotiators will attempt to buy the most coverage for the lowest price. If Goldbaker is it Reigns or Reigns? We need to decide this, Matt. I think it's Reigns. Ryan's quotes a figure that is greater than the foundation's estimated final price by over 100% or less than the foundation's estimates by over 50%. Their figure is to be accepted without negotiation. SCP-6987 E18-E30. Natural disaster. These policies cover damages from natural disasters, both anomalous or non-anomalous. Foundation sites are covered by relevant policies for their geographical location. Matt, would you like to take this one? Hmm... Let's see here. E31 uh, to E50. The Foundation is covered by speci- uh, anomalous terrorist organization activity. The Foundation is covered by specific policies for antagonistic actions by specific Gauls coverage status. For all Gauls is available from skip That's notes. GOI. I am dumb. Group of interest. This, uh, what the fuck is this from that SCP? Or is this? Oh, this is just a complete. No, this is just this is just Holy a page shit. of groups of interest. There's so many. There's, so many. <laughs> there's a ton. Oh my god. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun. Oh, hey, there's the like chaos 30. insurgency. Church of the Broken God. Doctor Wondertainment. The Factory. The Church. Gamers against weed. <laughs> yeah, the gamers against weed are a group of interest. Yeah. Oh, okay. I like the one called So You Have an Idea for a Group of Interest. <laughs> uh, an illustrated list of covered damages is given below. Loss of personnel and property and chaos insurgency action, including unplanned defection. Data security breaches due to incorporation of software and hardware into Maxwellist, Broken Church, or Cogwork Orthodoxy infrastructure. Ancillary causality violation damages from fifthest activism limb disfigurement from nalcon sarkic fleshcraft attack fist induced injuries to salakian personnel or entities in custody a notable exception to this coverage is marshall carter and dark ltd no losses incurred in interactions with mc and d are covered SCP-6987, E-305, subpar agricultural yields. What the f- Payment, X <laughs> bushels of wheat per month, value of X negotiated yearly. Should agricultural yields for a, a given year be low enough such that buying necessary raw crop or processed food goods necessary to maintain containment procedures will exceed the Foundation's annual food budget, Goldbaker Rains will pay for the Foundation, pay the Foundation the difference. I can't read. Excuse me. It's all good. Addendum L3-1. Abstract of Foundation White Paper. Do you want to read this one, Matt, or do you want me to? The full text of this paper can be found through SkipNet's Archive of Foundation White Papers. And that's... Um, I'm, cl- I'm clicking. Anywhere. Ain't, ain't doing nothing. For internal distribution, Foundation White Paper Series, January to February 2009, Department of Financial Esoterica. How do they do it? A hypothesis for the continued survival of Goldbaker Rhines. Ezekiel Yang, Xu Ping Zheng, 
David Can, David Carr, and Erica Lopez. Department of Financial Esoterica, Department of Economics, Department of Applied Mathematic, Department of Forensics Accounting, GR Audit Team. Abstract. Mathematic is such a banger concept. That's such a fucking big dick move to just. Yeah, I'm part of the Mathematic Applied Division. <laughs> what do you do for a living? Probably normal math or normal magic. Fucking loser. Or a combination of the two. Is that the Bear Equation? Mathematic. Honestly, it probably is a reference to the Bear Equation. At least I hope it is. Actually, it just occurred to me, what if the Bear Equation isn't magic and that's why they don't cover it? <laughs> Goldbaker Ryan's Insurance Group L. Wait, wouldn't you be covered under? Wait, no. Would you be covered under the bear? I don't think you would, because you're specifically going against procedure to think about the bear. I think if you got mauled by the equation bear, you wouldn't get coverage. That was well, it's a non-anomalous bear. It's just a regular bear. I think that would count under like regular insurance policy. It would count under. A oh regular yeah, regular humanoid policy. insurance. But the problem yeah, is, if you because I think your I think your insurance would normally cover you if you got mauled by a bear. But the problem, though, <laughs> is that you're told in the SCP to not think about it. So what if you read it and then you summoned it? Would the insurance company then say no? You 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 actively thought of the bear. You're committing insurance fraud. Fuck you. Yeah, That's probably. That's probably happened a lot, actually. <laughs> Because <laughs> in, in, regular real-world insurance doesn't cover you for self-inflicted injuries, right? Mm-hmm. I don't Anyways. know. I'm not an insurance guy, so I don't know the answer Well, if you that. go out and stand in traffic, and it's clear you were just doing it to get insurance money, they're not going to cover you. Like, But I mean, anomalous insurance. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, you might be committing anomalous fraud. You ever think about that, huh? I mean, <laughs> Nikki, I can't believe you. You're a proponent of anomalous fraud. Don't tell, fraud don't, don't, don't tell anyone. It's On a record, secret. Dr. <laughs> loves committing insurance fraud. I thought this was a crime podcast. <laughs> oh, it is a crime podcast. God damn it. <laughs> All right, man, read this abstract. Goldbaker Ryan's Insurance Group LTD is one of the only modern providers of anomalous insurance. Typical insurers have cash inflows of consistent low-value payments and cash outflows of unpredictable, infrequent, high-value payments. However, payments exchanged between the Foundation and Goldbaker Ryan's under SCP-697 suggest that Goldbaker Ryan's must have net negative cash flows, suggesting that Goldbaker Ryan's should have gone bankrupt in the 1900s given historical payouts to the Foundation. In this paper, we provide our best estimates for Goldbaker Ryan's cash flows given historical premium payments and policy payouts extrapolated across all clients. We find that Goldbaker Ryan's net worth is unlikely to be explained by fraud, but can be explained by the non-monetary value of exotic premium payments such as holy relics or rare biomass. We posit both a mechanism by which Goldbaker Ryan's converts esoteric value into monetary value and the necessity necessary specification of any predictive model employed by Goldbaker Ryan's to schedule stochastic future cash inflows to avoid financial default. Nice. 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 
Notice from the Records and Information Security Administration. By accepting your promotion to a position with level 4 clearance, you are acknowledging that you have read and are aware of the following information in its, enti in its entirety and the responsibilities they entail. Um, I think this is about all the same containment and classes and everything. Yeah, this is level it's 4 now. Mm-hmm. Special containment procedures. You are entirely responsible for ensuring your subordinates are covered by insurance policies they do not have the clearance to know about on top of their physical safety. If you anticipate that you or your subordinates will pursue avenues of research likely to create risks not covered by 6987, contact the legal department and arrange for expanded coverage. Report any unsolicited communications purporting to be from Gold Baker Reigns to the legal department. A message from legal and finance. Con congratulations on your promotion to level four. You understand what securing, containing, and protecting truly entails. Sometimes, for the greater good, we commit a lesser evil. Goldbaker Reigns helps us out when that evil doesn't pay off. Good luck. We understand how hard this how hard this can be. Ezekiel Yang, Sheldon Cads, secure, contain, protect. Main character looks up at camera. My name is Ray. Secure, contain, protect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, tell us about these further declassifications. Further declassifications from Master Agreement SCP-6987-0, Clause 3, Intellectual Property, Internal Notice. Do not disseminate! Both parties are currently believed to be in violation of Clause 3. It is believed that Goldmaker Rhines has knowledge of SCP-2000 due to its insistence upon the inclusion of Clause 109.12, Renegotiation After Reconstruction of History. The Foundation, similarly, is aware of data expunged to avoid liability in case of data leak. Clause 5. High Importance Individuals. Examples of such individuals are site directors or members of Overwatch Council. Gold Baker Rhines is to be allowed limited information on these individuals on the express condition that such information is used solely to provide services for the covered persons. A violation of Clause 5 explicitly grants the Foundation carte blanche to perform outlined retaliatory actions in Clause 617. In such a case, most likely formal containment of Goldbaker Ryan's as an SCP item and the covert economic warfare necessary to do so. Policy, policies relevant to your Hold new on. position. I'm going to have to go declassify my bowels. Sergio, take charge. I can, yes. Policies relevant to your new position. SCP-6987-B321. Lifted Veil. Should the Foundation's operations be made public in such a manner that the Foundation's ability to preserve human life is put at risk, Goldbaker Reigns will provide the Foundation with monthly payments adequate to purchase dominant advertisements on channels defined in clause SCP-6987-B321.1, including but not exclusive to Primetime TV, Radio, New Spheric Memeplex Injection, Social Media Marketing, Moon Billboard. SCP-6987-B505, Puppet Assassination. In the event that a puppet state established by the Foundation is overthrown and the resulting regime either A, is markedly less politically stable, or B, causes disruption of normality by disrupting containment of dangerous forces, Will Baker Reigns will compensate the Foundation with five years of pre-revolution expected GDP for the state in question. SCP-6987-B666, Wrath of God, available to all Foundation personnel working with religious anomalies. Crossed out. Available to all Foundation personnel. Payment terms. One minor religious Akiva-emitting artifact per 5,000 personnel enrolled yearly. Should an employee of the Foundation be killed by a deific or Tartarian entity defined as 
Akiva emitting or Tartarian emitting, and said being used its abilities to co-sign your soul, identity matrix, mind ghost, spirit echo, other such remnant, to a specific Tartarian punishment, such as Hell, Tartarus, Niflheim, Gehenna, the jaws of Emit or Diu, Goldbaker Reigns will intervene such that your eternal soul will proceed to the afterlife on natural terms without interference. Well, that's nice of them. Right? You can't get banished to eternal hell. Pretty damn impressive for an insurance company. <laughs> I, I, I wonder, because um, there's an SCP, I don't, I don't think it's number one, but it's the one where human death is an SCP, and like when you die, you experience like eternal pain until you've withered away and become like atoms. Mm-hmm. Do, do they... <laughs> I guess they don't exist in that universe, or they're just like, yeah, fuck you, buddy. We can't fucking compensate you for that. <laughs> we can't help you on that one, my dude. <laughs> All right, Sergio. It's not two seven one eight, is it? No, I don't, I don't think know so. which one it is. But you know the um, one I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, next page. Uh, <clears throat> connecting to Goldbaker Ryan's chaotic systems, intelligence, data feed, verifying credentials, verified. You are logged in as SCP Foundation 05 Council. View case scenario report. Sorting by most likely covered K- Class K Extreme Black Swan scenario report. Policy case 616. Malicious deific subjugation. Payment. One stillborn child. One caged Tartarian entity, 30 pieces of silver, paid every 13 months. Should a deific entity emerge into baseline reality and reshape human society around its own image, Goldbaker Reinsch will ontologically alter the personal histories of as many Foundation personnel as is feasible to maximize chances of continued survival under the new regime. Furthermore, Goldbaker Reinsch will manipulate probability such that the Foundation operatives with the greatest potential to end the malicious deific subjugation scenario will be in the optimal position to do so. K204, Species Replacement. Payment. 24 grams of pixie dust every full moon. Six crab shells every new moon. One foot long strand of night child hair every night. Payable monthly. So this does Should cover ho- the this does cover the crabs. Yes, it does. Should yeah. Homo sapiens sapiens no longer be the dominant species on Earth, soul, Goldbaker Rhines will either A provide thaumaturgical means for transfiguring key members of the foundation into the dominant species, or B provide military support for restoring the primacy of Homo sapiens sapiens. Goldbaker Rhines has the right to choose which payout is most likely to result in success. Do you think they turned all the crabs into crabs? By that logic? Possible. K908, broken greenhouse reset. Payment, three trees of different species, monthly. Should the ecosphere be depleted, Goldbaker Ryans will provide a suitable mix of gases to restore the atmosphere to human breathability, as well as providing a selection of species unavailable within the Svalbard Global Seed Vaults of the Foundation. K44, legal repercussion for crimes against humanity. Payment, 200 liters of human blood, yearly. Should the Foundation be found responsible for (laughs) crimes against humanity in a court of law in those words, and said crimes against humanity were performed as containment procedures for an insured SCP object, Goldbaker Rhines will pay 90% of the monetary penalties incurred. K00, cessation of death. Uh, previously was available to all Foundation personnel. Uh, further enrollments discontinued. Payment monetary. Should death fail to exist in this universe, Goldbaker Rhines will provide funding for high-quality palliative care palliative care no this policy is not open to new enrollees we have a new message 
Would you like to take the new message? Sure. Annual Edward... Advisory opinion, legal and financial esoterica. Overseers, our relationship with Goldbaker Reigns remains fruitful. Our Class G, E, and B policies with them have either broken even or incurred at most minimal losses with great benefits for our mission to uphold normalcy. It remains our joint opinion that the present value of Class K extreme black swan policies offered by Goldbaker Reigns is zero and that the should the circumstances they protect against should come to pass, our availability to collect will be almost non-existent even considering the esoteric enforcement protections built in the Clause 616 and 617 of SCP-69870. Goldbaker Reigns gives us the access to the output. Can you hear that plane in my mic or am I good? You're good. I hear nothing. Okay. I hear not. I hear... A plane landing. Goldbaker Reigns gives us access to the output of the proprietary system used to p- price these policies, but we do not consider this a mitigating factor. We cannot audit the inputs of the Goldbaker Reigns chaotic systems intelligence data feed, Gore Chaos IDF. We may receive projections of possible K-class scenarios, but we have no way of verifying them compared to our own. These policies are a waste of resources. The professional opinion of the multi-U department is that any organization in contact with its multiversal counterparts almost surely has an apocalypse abandonment clause. If the foundation has one, and it would fully to it would it would folly to assume Goldbaker Reigns does not. There's one, no one forcing you to uphold contracts in a dying universe. The premiums charged may be incredibly low for the protection purpose. Purport. I can't, I've said it fine. <laughs> Purportedly offered, we, but we do not believe that Goldbaker Reigns has the capability to deliver. Finally, we're implementing contingencies for many of these situations independently. Therefore, the protection provided by these policies is largely, largely redundant. We cannot rely on any third parties, even when it's reliable at Goldbaker Reigns. Nevertheless, we will defer to the O5 Council. It's the same guys as before. Matt, since you're back, would you like to take the next section? <clears throat> sure. You have timed out from... Is that gore chaos? That's fucking crazy. IDF. Attempt to reconnect? Yes. Verifying token. Verified. Reconnection successful. Return to previous page? No. Enter command. Current plan. Policy holder. SCP Foundation. Member since 1881 AD. Policy classes held. G, E, B, and K. Summarize. Class G policies provide individual coverage. Past year foundation benefit, 1.45 billion U.S. dollars. Current year foundation premium, 900 million U.S. dollars paid. 1.5 billion U.S. dollars due total. Class E policies provide mundane institutional coverage. Unit of account, EVE coin. Past year foundation benefit, 6,005 EVE coins. Current year foundation paid premium, 4,231 EVE coins paid, with 5,000 equivalent due total. Class B policies provide esoteric and black hat protection. Unit of account, actual kivas. Past year benefit, 23.5 actual kivas. Current year premium, 30.2 30.2 actual kivas paid with 42.6 equivalent due total. Class K policies provide extreme black swan event insurance. Unit of account is favors. Lifetime benefits and premium are hidden. Show, Show benefit, benefit K. 
I want okay. I want to read this one. <laughs> Show benefit K. Error. Too many entr- entries to display. Please enter a time span. For syntax help append dash H. Show benefit K. 10 years. Class K policy payouts to SCP Foundation. Tenor. Past 10 years. Payment in brackets. Sorting by. Reverse chrono- chronology. Large ostrich aggressor emergence. Monetary. Exotic munitions. Breakdown of mathematics. Real probabilities greater than one. Sorted. Negative probabilities. Asteroid collision. Monetary. Favors in space agencies. Broken greenhouse reset. Trees. Breakdown of mathematics. Real negative probabilities. Stored positive probabilities. Random uncorrelated loss of 50% personnel. Monetary. Amnestic chemical stockpile restoration. C500 plus more historical payouts? No. Contact live representative. A rep- live representative is available to speak with you. Click here, which we're not going to do because it's really long. Very, very, very long. I'm going to be honest. I thought that this was just the first page because I read it on mobile <laughs> initially. I did not know there was there was this much more. But I mean, to be fair, it's worth it because it's fantastic. It's, it yeah, is about really to say, good. You said this was a short one. Yeah, I thought it was a short one. I thought Until it was just the first page. The longest one. <laughs> but wow. I forgot it's, you said it was short. I, I thought it was short. You <laughs> I said didn't it was know there short was short an hour ago. <laughs> I, th- I didn't know there was more. <laughs> the, the, the story goes into the, 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 the large ostrich aggressor event. Yeah, it, kinda, I, it just it just goes. I'm now inspired to make a large ostrich SCP. That's literally just an ostrich that's four feet taller than a normal one. That's terrifying to me. I, I like to think it's not. I mean, they're already properly. terrifying. It's literally just four feet. Taller. I know. It's not four feet taller but, scaled. It's just its neck is four feet longer. I mean, like I, I'm already only five feet, so to me, that's. I'm good like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they could already, already too big. <laughs> Makes me think of the emus from Halo Reach. <laughs> Fucking hate those things. Ba- basically, they talk about the they, they talk about all the stuff that happens for the class K, and then at the end they renew all of SCP six nine eight seven as of as per O five ten. And that's it. That's the end. That's a I I like we this one a lot. I love it a and lot. We, I mean, you guys, you did yeah, it. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> we should read more of this author. That yeah. was fun, though. It was fun. Actually, wait, who? Lord XVNV. Uh, I've never read anything by them because they looks like they're new and they've just written six thousand series. Where did that say the author? I'm stupid. Uh, so 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 at, at the at the end of the like the tale, uh, if you click on the uh, the you might also like there are the SCPs that are referenced in here, and then the oh, author I see. Page. You can also usually click on like the discussion little link at the bottom, and usually mm-hmm. like everybody leaves an author comment as the first one, so mm-hmm. we can see who wrote it. But yeah, I, I love the concept of just an extra dimensional insurance policy for the for the foundation. Yeah, me too. And I mean, that was really well done. It's yeah, it's really interesting world building in my opinion. Of just like like yeah, the SCP Foundation does have insurance and it covers pretty much everything that you would need it to. 
th- this kind of feels like something that we would think of at like like we're, we're like together like three in the morning not like stoned like we don't get stoned but like like tired you like stoned out stoned. of our minds we're just sitting there and we're like does the NCP Foundation have insurance? Yes. <laughs> Makes us think of um talking about the the, the taxation policies of a, of a D&D government, Matt. Yeah. I liked that. It was fun. Does the SCP Foundation tax you? <laughs> I mean, they're not a country. I mean, I mean they they literally pay you. Well, they would have to t- do they take taxes out of your your foundation? Uh, paycheck. Hmm. I don't know. I imagine. Well, 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 well just think about it. Your 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 like medical and stuff that gets taken out of your your work paycheck for the foundation would probably just be going to Goldmaker and Rhines. I just had a fun idea. I'm I'm sure somebody's already actually done this, but it would be interesting to see the uh, employment contract for your salary and benefits for joining the SCP Foundation. And I uh, would like to see the GR appear in more more SCPs. To be honest. Hmm. Yeah, this is definitely a really cool SCP, though. This is something I would consider just part of pure canon. I'm I'm, surp- yeah. I'm surprised there isn't any mention of D class in here. I mean, they're well, probably like, why? why would we insure them? <laughs> well, well, not like, well, 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 obviously it's like they're like the D class are insured, but like, what if there's an event that like wipes out like a ton of them, and the, the SCP like needs more, and they like compensate them for it. Just that's find, true literally just maybe they, more, though. do you think they would they would insure d-class for like the, like like life insurance payouts like if d-class dies like their family gets like maybe it? money i mean it? like maybe but it, i can't remember it but canonically on, like, sorry it would depend on what your canon is of d-class because there isn't one technically uh, i was gonna Mm-hmm. Are are the D class? Because I I can't remember what the D class are taken from. Aren't they like convicts or something? They're like death row uh, convicts. Let's, yeah, like they're. It depends because like some articles are like, oh yeah, they're they're just convicts that you know they're just expendable. Who cares? They're either convicts. But then there's other ones where it's like they're low level SCP staff. Yeah. They're not. Yeah, always, it's not kind like of like a whole convicts is the point. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see here. Uh, it says, D- at least according to this fandom wiki, the D class are not actually paid employees or volunteers who willingly join the organization under fully informed consent. They're unlucky conscripts, usually though not necessarily always convicted criminals taken from prisons around the world, who either coerced or tricked into serving the foundation as disposable slave laborers, expendable test subjects. Hey, we don't like that s word here. We prefer the term fire spray gunship. <laughs> I'm glad they got a laugh. <laughs> All right, uh, I don't have anything else to add to this episode because I accidentally added an hour to this episode, <laughs> and I'm afraid if I say anything else, it'll add another forty minutes. Um, yeah, just one more short article. So, so I'll I'll, I'll wrap it, it up, out, guys. Article. Hey, what's the thing at the twenty minutes adventure? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one though yeah. I'm, I'm with, glad with, we were with that I, I am also
But thank you for coming on again, Nikki. It was a ton of, of fun. Course. Thank you for your input. You're it's been welcome. a pleasure. It's uh, been fun. I would be more enthused today, but I'm kind of under the weather. <laughs> that's okay. No, that's We're always under the weather. Uh, and w- with that, if you're listening to this right now, uh, and you don't follow us on Twitter, follow us on Twitter. Uh, go read Nikki's story follow, and give it a thumbs yeah, up. Go, yeah, re- read Nikki's story, SCP-6636, correct? Yes, I got correct. that right? Yes, I'm intelligent. Uh, listen to it, enjoy it, uh, rate it, comment on it. Uh, yeah, give me, give me the serotonin I need. <laughs> follow her on Twitter and also TikTok. Um, yeah, which, oh, by the way, I'm taking a small hiatus from TikTok and I, it started as a short break, but it's been like months, but, <laughs> um, me and agent Jackrabbit for those who know her (laughs) which is Mm -hmm. mostly everyone um we're we're actually working on a bit of a mm, secret not so secret project soon Mm -hmm. so that'll be fun that nobody else has done before with scp that's the first ones (laughs) much like how we were the first uh podcast to ever cover scp ever ever Mm -hmm. Ever, ever. the first ever yeah first ever in a million years no one's ever thought of it before. But yeah, follow her on her socials. Follow us on our socials. Uh, and also, if you're listening to us on a platform that you're not following us on, follow us on it or I'll kill you. That's a promise. We'll come for uh, your femurs. Tell us on yeah, Twitter we- if you prefer your Futsunari with or without balls. If you prefer it with balls, <laughs> I'll femur break your balls. This episode is sponsored by the Freemur Baker.